Chapter twenty two, part two of The Story of My Life and Work. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. The Story of My Life and Work by Booker T. Washington. Chapter twenty two A Description of the Work of the Tuskegee Institute. Part two the bible training department was established in eighteen ninety three the desire for increased opportunities for those who wish to fit themselves for the ministry or other forms of christian work in the south had been long felt to meet this need a generous lady in new york erected at tuskegee a building called phelps hall a picture of which is herewith given containing a chapel library reading room office three recitation rooms and forty sleeping rooms to be used as a bible school the donor of this building furnished each room in a comfortable and convenient manner making it one of the most beautiful and desirable buildings on the school grounds the instruction is wholly undenominational it is the aim of this new department to help all denominations and not to antagonize any the bible school is not in opposition to any other theological work now being done but it is simply a means of helping the faculty is composed of some of the strongest men in the country rev edgar j penny is in charge of the work assisted by rev b h peterson right rev b t tanner rev c o booth d d and right rev george w clinton have been engaged to give a regular course of lectures during each term the members of the bible school are required to do mission work on the sabbath in the neighboring churches preaching and teaching in the sunday schools whenever their services are needed and to make weekly reports in writing of the work done it is not necessary to have a special call to the ministry to enter the bible school at tuskegee many who desire to do only missionary work or to become intelligent teachers of the bible in the study of sunday schools will be greatly benefited and helped indeed quite a few of those who are now members of this department are fitting themselves for this kind of work the demand for an educated ministry is growing throughout the south and those who expect to preach must prepare themselves for the work this department was established for the express purpose of giving colored men and women a knowledge of the english bible implanting in their hearts a noble ambition to go out into the dark and benighted districts of the south and give their lives for the elevation and christianizing of the south last year eighty-three students attended this department this was the largest attendance since the department was founded last but not least i mention the academic department which offers a thorough course of instruction nearly if not quite equal to the high school courses of the northern and western states no language however except english is taught it is our aim to correlate the work of the academic department with the industrial departments and it is the policy of the school not to give any student a diploma of graduation who has not completed the course in at least one division of one or another of the industrial departments last year of the one thousand one hundred sixty four students who attended the institute except a part of those in the bible training school all were taking studies in this department either in the night or day school they being about equally divided between the night and the day school 
the night school course is so arranged that a student is enabled to do just half the amount of work in night school as in day school a student in night school will therefore cover a year's work as laid out for day school students in two years in eighteen ninety nine there were seventy one graduates from all of the departments we received twenty thousand dollars from mr andrew carnegie for a new library building our first library and reading room were in a corner of a shanty occupying a space of about five by twelve feet it was ten years from my first effort before i was able to secure mr carnegie's interest and help the first time i saw him ten years before he seemed to take but little interest in our school but i was determined to show him that we were worthy of his help the following letter will explain itself december fifteenth nineteen hundred mr andrew carnegie five west fifty first street new york dear sir complying with the request which you made of me when i saw you at your residence a few days ago i now submit in writing an appeal for a library building for our institution we have one thousand one hundred students eighty-six officers and instructors together with their families and about two hundred colored people living near the school all of whom would make use of the library building we have over twelve thousand books periodicals etc gifts from our friends but we have no suitable place for them and we have no suitable reading room our graduates go to work in every section of the south and whatever knowledge might be obtained in the library would serve to assist in the elevation of the negro race such a building as we need could be erected for about twenty thousand dollars all of the work for the building such as brick making brick masonry carpentry blacksmithing etc would be done by the students the money which you would give would not only supply the building but the erection of the building would give a large number of students an opportunity to learn the building trades and the students would use the money paid to them to keep themselves in school i do not believe that a similar amount of money often could be made to go so far in uplifting a whole race if you wish further information i shall be glad to furnish it yours truly booker t washington principal the next mail brought the following reply i will be very glad to pay the bills for the library building as they are incurred to the extent of twenty thousand dollars and i am glad of the opportunity to show the interest i have in your noble work as illustrating the value of the work which we are doing at tuskegee i am glad to add that i was agreeably surprised during the summer of nineteen hundred to receive a letter from the german consul at washington asking me to meet him for a conference in the conference it developed that his government had heard of the value of the agricultural work being done at tuskegee and that he was commissioned by the committee of agriculture of the german government to secure four persons from tuskegee to go to africa to introduce cotton raising into the german colony of togo after considering the matter in all its details messrs john w robinson allen l burks shepherd l harris as graduates of the institution were selected and with them mr j n calloway who for a number of years had been in charge of one of the school farms went to serve as superintendent and executive manager of the enterprise this experiment is being watched with the greatest interest throughout this country germany has an african dominion amounting to nine hundred twenty five thousand square miles which is a third larger than the total area of the american cotton producing states 
it has been found that this territory is fertile fairly well watered and not too hot for cotton togo in which the experiment is being tried is north of the gulf of guinea and four hundred miles north of the equator it is a little larger than south carolina and has an estimated negro population of two and one-half millions the party sailed from new york november third nineteen hundred carrying with them plows hoes cotton gin and press ties and several varieties of cottonseed the german government has enjoined secrecy upon those interested in the experiment and so no detailed information can be published aside from the fact that the experiment is succeeding admirably messrs robinson and burks are graduates of the academic and agricultural departments of the school mr harris is a graduate of the academic and mechanical departments the latter has charge of the matter of building gin houses and such other structures as may be needed it is true that the action is experimental but those engaged in it are most hopeful the young men under the careful guidance of mr calloway are perhaps the pioneers in a movement which may mean much in the economic history of the world the german government in committing this experiment to the hands of graduates of tuskegee has shown a breadth of view which is appreciated if any people can make a success in cotton raising in west africa we believe that the graduates sent out from tuskegee will do it i cannot close this chapter without making some special reference to the chapel at tuskegee since this is regarded as the architectural gem of the tuskegee group of buildings it was planned by mr r r taylor who was then our teacher in architecture and mechanical drawing the work of construction even to the making of the bricks was done wholly by students the cost of erection of the building was valued at thirty thousand dollars the following is a description of the building a cut of which is also given in this volume the plan of the chapel is that of a greek cross the main axis extending from northeast to southwest the extreme dimension from northeast to southwest extending through nave and choir is one hundred and fifty four feet six inches the dimension from northwest to southeast through transepts is one hundred and six feet the roof is of the hammer beam construction the clear span of the main trusses is sixty-three feet which is the width of the nave and transept the angle trusses have a clear span of eighty-seven feet projections from the walls under trusses slightly decreasing the span the gallery on back is thirty feet wide extending over girls cloakroom and twelve feet into main auditorium in the rear are choir room study for minister and two small vestibules one on either side of chapel giving entrance to choir room study and main auditorium a large basement is provided and in this the steam heating plant is located at the northeast end of the auditorium is the pulpit platform which is large enough to seat the entire faculty of eighty-eight members this platform is two feet six inches above the main floor immediately behind this and elevated three feet above it is the choir stand with seating capacity for one hundred and fifty persons the chapel is sufficiently supplied with windows to give abundant light and ventilation a very pretty effect being secured by the use of delicately tinted colored glass the woodwork is all of yellow pine with hard oil finish except the floor which is of oak the seating capacity of the auditorium is two thousand four hundred 
one million two hundred thousand bricks were used in the construction all made and laid by students all the mouldings casings and caps used were made by students the floor is bold the height of the walls from top of floor is twenty four feet six inches from floor line to highest point of ceiling forty eight feet six inches the height of tower from line of ground to top of cross which terminates it it one hundred and five feet the electric lighting is from three main chandeliers with thirty lights each ten of two lights each twelve of one light each and from a reflecting disc of forty lights over the choir stand gradually by patience and hard work we have brought order out of chaos just as will be true of any problem if we stick to it with patience and wisdom and earnest effort as i look back now over our struggle i am glad that we had it i am glad that we endured all those discomforts and inconveniences i am glad that our students had to dig out the place for their kitchen and dining room i am glad that our first boarding place was in that dismal ill-lighted and damp basement had we started in a fine attractive convenient room i fear we would have lost our heads and become stuck up it means a great deal i think to build on a foundation which one has made for himself when our students return to tuskegee now as they often do and go into our large beautiful well-ventilated and well-lighted dining room and see tempting well-cooked food largely grown by the students themselves and see tables neat tablecloths and napkins and vases of flowers upon the tables and hear singing birds and note that each meal is served exactly upon the minute with no disorder and with almost no complaint coming from the hundreds that now fill our dining room they too often say to me that they are glad that we started as we did and built ourselves up year by year by a slow and natural process of growth the school is regularly incorporated under the name of the tuskegee normal and industrial institute the charter was granted by special act of the legislature of alabama it provides for a board of nineteen trustees as now constituted october nineteen o one their names are george w campbell president tuskegee alabama rev g l cheney vice president leominster massachusetts rev r c bedford secretary beloit wisconsin warren logan treasurer tuskegee alabama lewis adams tuskegee alabama charles w hare tuskegee alabama booker t washington tuskegee alabama george foster peabody new york robert c ogden new york john c grant lld chicago illinois j w adams montgomery alabama rev george a gordon dd boston massachusetts rev charles f dole boston massachusetts j g phelps stokes new york s c dyser boston massachusetts william h baldwin jr new york r o simpson Furman, alabama hugh h hanna indianapolis indiana mr campbell has been president of the board from the beginning and in the twenty years of its history has never missed a meeting end of chapter twenty two part two